But it is what is up, what is good, gamers. Just showing up 71, aka Digga Dulamite. Happy New Year, y'all. And the auditory canals are tuned into episode 233 of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. As usual, I'm not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, got my partners in crime. First on deck, we got Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res lover. That's me. A.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. that gamer stepdaddy. How's it going? Hey, not bad. You know, just happy to be here. It is the end of the year. Uh, Crazy craziness that it's come so fast. Every year it seems like it comes faster. Uh, but eh, that's, that's what life is all about, you know, living and learning and having fun. Uh, want to give a quick, a few information, uh, for our end of the year, um, uh, rolling credits looks like Chase is might, might, might be winning. There's a couple days left, but he just uh, posted up another game. So he is still, uh, out front with 11 games beat this year. So if you want to challenge him for supremacy, get up, get on there, start posting those those credits in that section. Um, if you if you have some that you still want to try to beat, so post them up. Also, I'll let you know that we will be going on a one week vacation, so we will not be uh, recording uh, for for one week as we take a little time off um to celebrate have fun and welcome in the new year and then we'll be back and then when we come back we'll have um uh some other stuff to go over you know with everybody so uh yeah cannot wait to talk to you about everything that's coming up new in the new year for the gaming vessels podcast so please stay tuned as always xbox xbox (laughs) (laughs) all right of course, our show is no go without Trader Joe, aka Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah, that's me. You might also know him as the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Just uh, happy to get this week over with. Um, just been scrambling as of late, you know. Um, but um, gonna go enjoy the New Year at Desmond's humble abode in 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 a cup a day or two. Yeah. I'll be there to manana, but uh, looking forward to getting out of town and kicking it for a minute. So it's going to cool. be fun. Cool, cool, cool. Good times, good times. But, uh, you know, as far as maximiz- maximizing my gaming dollar, you know, that uh, all that trade business I told you about a couple episodes ago about GameStop? Got all that trade credit. I'm like, oh, ho, ho. Mm-hmm. I blew all my credit already. So. <laughs> Welcome to my world. I'm grabbing deals, deals, mm. and more deals. So, well, you might as well use it because ain't no guarantee how long GameStop gonna be hanging around. They may, uh, might be really. here today and gone tomorrow. No, it, so uh, make it and use it while you still can. Yeah, yeah. And I was talking talking to one of the managers at the fashion fair and. Uh, Man, he kept going off where, like, you know, these customers are going all wilding and stuff because now they can't, like, you know, you buy a gift card and you can't buy, like, Roblox credit with the gift card. You can't buy what? It. Yeah. And pretty Annoying. much you can't, you can't like, use a GameStop gift card to buy currency for, like, other things. So 
So it's getting kind of wilding because what he was telling me is like, you know, the guy wanted to get a Roblox gift card. They ran out of gift cards and so on and so forth and uh, mm. wanted his money back and called security, all this business. So it's just all nuts. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel bad for those clerks. You know, I, manager's like, did you hear what they did with our health insurance? Said, yep. I saw that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Handwriting right on the wall. They're getting ready to go under. So four hundred yeah. one k matching. Nope, cutting all that stuff mm-hmm. out. You know. Yeah. Well, all right, folks. Uh, that's going to move us into what is always our first topic on the docket, and that's going to be the playlist. All right, uh, Jabroni Chief, why don't you kick things off? What you've been playing? Uh, since I've been kind of busy and more addicted, um, pretty much all I've been playing is uh, Division 2. Uh, kind of, we're in a little bit of frenzy because of the fact that I think uh, Mr., um, you know, High Res Leva, uh, Mr. Desmond said that we're going to hop on to the uh, month of Xbox in January. So I did. So, so yeah, we are uh, going to kind of move along and so me and Goonie move along. And, and yeah so I mean we're kind of we're making our way through the uh, humble abode of New York making our way downtown through New York <laughs> <laughs> you got it so and pretty much we had we had a, a, a another person in our group if need be that unexpectedly joined us and that would be uh, uh, one, uh, Mr. Desmond. Yes, I joined them. I'm back in it. Don't ask me why, but um, they were they kept asking. They were like, "Oh, I need help," and I'm like, "Okay, fine. I'll come out of retirement, you know, oh. to help him out." So, yes, I'm 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 back in it. I'm back playing Division Two, but I did it because I wanted to do the um. Aside from playing with, you know, two good friends, Goonie and Joe, I wanted to do the the uh, Warlords of New York. And I have to I have to say, it was just like um, riding a bike. I got back on there, and I didn't need no training wheels or nothing. You know, it was just like it's like saying hi to an old friend. You know, and I hate it. I hate it. That that game the game is good. Like if you have not played Division Two, you really are missing out. It it is a fun it is a fun tactical shooter. Uh, they just do it right. It's just a fun game. Um, and in every aspect of the word, you know, I really hope that we get a three soon. I don't think that we will. Um, maybe, hopefully, but, but yeah, it was fun. I'm not gonna lie. I can't sit here and lie. It's 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 fun. So yeah. So yeah, <laughs> so we, I'm back. We I played pretty much uh, got Des caught up um, from where he stopped when he stopped playing like a few years ago, and so we uh, kind of got to where we got all four of the warlords down. Uh, on Dez's game, and then we went ahead and we went after uh, Aaron Keener. And uh, the fight was, you know, we had a little bit of difficulty at the end. You know, it was a couple of, you know... It was weird. Uh, I pulled out my rockets, and this rocket is face-off. It was great. I played a technician, and I was just like, screw this. So I used my rockets, and I was very surprised at how much damage it did. I was like, all right, then let's go! Yeah, because at one point I think we're saying, okay, let's let's be all together so we could res each other if need be, and that was like the worst idea because uh, we wound up like, uh, well, he blew us all up with the area of effect damage. Yeah. So. 
It was kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah, but uh, pretty much after we finished the game, we got some more cutscenes and kind of a little bit of the seasons that we missed a little bit, you know, like uh, spoiler alert. Uh, Fei Lau is one of the division agents that goes rogue on there, and you get to see kind of a... Not Fei Lau! Oh, no! So, Cousin of Fei Lau. Huh? Yeah, I actually called her Fei Long last night because I was tired as hell. And Goonie's like, you know, Fei Long, what's her name? Fei Long. Oh, Fei Lao, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty sad that she goes rogue like that. I was like, what are you doing, girl? Pop that. But it kind of threw me for a loop because last time I uh, finished the Division 2, uh, Warlords in New York, um, the seasons hadn't progressed as much as they had now. And so uh, I jumped into the game last night with Goonie and I'm trying to pick up the pieces of the plot where it kind of left off because the seasons kind of progressed. And from there, there's a huge uh, storyline from there that there's a like a season like, you know, recap. That kind of goes and shows as far as what happened in the prior season. So it actually may have taken that end of the, the Warlords of New York campaign and progressed the storyline much further on there. And there's a lot of like little bits and pieces if need be. Right now they're running, I think, season five. Like, uh, And so I think uh, like the uh, third arc of season five. And so I guess they just take these seasonal events and rinse and repeat them if need be and they're supposed to come out with new content at some point which got pushed back to 2025 but uh this game has a long tail to it you know so and a very long tail me and goonie wound up uh, we were um playing because uh, one of the things about the the seasons is that or the um seasonal contest you have to go and rescue um, some operators out in the field and stuff and so there's just this long list of missions and stuff we had to do a lot of like um, a couple bounties a couple of like control points if need be and um, just kept spoon feeding us to the next area if need be we wound up rescuing one of the operators that went to the um, castle which it's one of the uh, like kind of strongholds where um the settlers kind of go into the world of division and it's a point that uh last time i saw the castle at least in the main game of uh, division two in washington uh, it was pretty much just kind of desolate and not built up whatsoever but uh you're helping you know find operatives out in the wild to be able to go and recruit and send out to your um you know little towns, little uh, villages, if need be, on there. So that's kind of giving you some quote-unquote plot motivation while all it is is just basically sucking up loot and grinding for better gear. So. Cool, so, cool. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I love the fact that once we finish Warlords too, that I'm starting to earn more specialization points. And uh, we're going to take a look, at least me and Goonie, at the in-game and where we want to be, but obviously um, my hiatus for Division's going to have to be with the month of Xbox, so it might be a good palate cleanser to begin the new year, too. So I was joking with Goonie, and Goonie made the mention the fact to me that maybe we should uh, buy Division 2 on uh, Xbox and play it play <laughs> for the month of Xbox. I mean, if you want to. No, no, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I was thinking some other, other business, you know. You know, something popped up in my Reddit uh, feed, like um, from the um, Anthem the Game subreddit, and it's like, hmm, ah. people are still play playing Anthem? Anthem. 
I might think about playing Anthem at least. Why? There's a whole bunch of new games out there. Why go backwards? Go forwards, Joe. Lands of new opportunities mm. in the future. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, stop it. Mm. Stop. Mm. <laughs> go forward, sir. Step, uh, I step remain in, in the past. Come on, man. That was the future with us. There's new games being released all the time. Step into the future with us. Yeah, I'm There's also good it. games that have been released don't. in the past. You can go back to those. <laughs> I was not going to say that, but you ain't lying. I'm just saying, you know. I mean, I could go back and play Crackdown or Crackdown 2 or 3. Yeah, that might but be why? Good you know? I get it. I get it. You know, you like those. You like that home-cooked you know, meals, but there's better it's like, food it's out like there. like putting on a Sinatra record or like a Dean Martin record or something, you know? So. Mm, I don't think it's that good, but still, you know. But again, you play you, you know, you do what you're going to oh, do, God. sir. But, but yeah, don't, don't, don't go back to Anthem, sir. Come on. Come on. Okay. 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 We'll, we'll talk I mean, more. No, if you want to do that, totally do it, you know, but. Damn. I'll be so, I'll be doing doing a solo if that's the case. Yeah, I mean, like, don't make us have to do an intervention on you, <laughs> Will, sir. We'll do an intervention. I've only played like ten hours of Anthem. Come on, man. That's still too much. That's still too much. <laughs> <laughs> I can play. I could be like Iron Man and float in the air. Come on, man. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> so that's all I've been playing this since the last episode. So, alrighty, well, no Dark Tide. I don't know when we're gonna go back to Dark Tide. We'll see. Well, probably this next this next month. Yeah, we're probably yeah. gonna be playing it. You know, so if any of you Xbox, you know, folks out there, you know, listeners want to play with us on Xbox, please feel free. We're gonna be on there for the next month, uh, playing various different games. Probably gonna be playing some uh, Grim Dawn, some. Um, Dark Tide and some other games that are offered on Game Pass. I will not be uh, buying any games for this. Uh, this is a. This is, I'm looking at the validity, not the validity. I'm looking at the value statement uh, about how how much value there is in the Game Pass. If, if if that's all you're playing, so we'll see. We'll see how much it 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 is. But for me, the only other game that I've been playing is Fairy Fencer F. Uh, uh, something disdain, something or another. <laughs> All these long ass names for these games is crazy. Advent Dark Force. Yes, Advent Dark Force. Um, fantastic game. Still silly. Um, I still love it. I really wish I had to play this game, uh, a lot sooner because it is so much fun. It's just so silly. Like if you like silly anime, and 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 uh, a very kind of you know. I don't know. I, I, the The word robust keeps coming to mind, but the the attack system isn't robust. It's just that there's just so much to do, and it's really easy to do, you know. And it's not very complicated, and and it's fun. You know, the characters are quirky and fun, and everything that I've done so far has just been really silly, and and I'm really enjoying it. It's a really good, really good game. I'm gonna try. To, I'm gonna try to beat it before I go to um go to do the Xbox thing. But I don't know if I'm going to be able to uh, with uh, with my guest uh, coming up to visit. So we'll see. But um, 
but if not, it'll be it'll be a welcome return to uh, play this game when I get back uh, from uh, my Xbox vacation of sorts. So, but those really have been the only two games that I have been that I have been playing. Um, so, Kev, my friend, have you been playing any games lately? Uh, well, I've been playing the Getting Better uh, game for the most part. Uh, I took well, my wife and I took sick. Uh, about a day or two before Christmas, we spent Christmas morning at urgent care and all that wonderful stuff. Uh, we had contracted viral, um, what I call it, respiratory infections, which are not pleasant. Yeah. So, um, uh, aside by, uh, other than coughing and sneezing ourselves to, into oblivion, uh that's kind of sort of the primary game that we've been playing and taking our antibiotics and all that good stuff i kind of look at it as we were both kind of lax and going into this winter with our uh, vitamins and our supplements and i think that's why we i think that's why that's why we got it. I didn't get it as bad as my wife. Uh, she had it. She had it worse with the coughing and the hacking. And I, the worst, the, the I think my worst was just like chills and fatigue. Uh, aside from the sneezing and the uh, the coughing, but my coughing wasn't nearly as bad as hers at, at its worst. But we're both on the mend now. Um, my energy level is not quite as what it usually is, but it's it's way, way higher than it was, you know, just a couple of days ago. So uh, that's my primary game that I've been, play, I've been playing, the Getting Well game. But on the, on the uh, gaming front, I decided it was time to check in with some of my black friday gets because i haven't even i still have some black friday gets i haven't messed with uh first one i'll talk about is trepang 2 which is basically um an homage to the fear series i would say from a gameplay mechanic perspective it is a first person shooter with bullet time and the I guess the one thing that makes it a little bit differential to fear is that your character can go predator for a brief amount of time. Like um, it's uh, once you activate it, enemies coming into uh, your, I guess what you would call uh, cone of combat or zone of combat, whatever they call that in the game, they won't be able to see you. When you start shooting, if you start shooting from um, uh, camouflage, then you'll be, then obviously they'll know where you are. And, and um, But it allows you to do like some strategic maneuvering in the midst of combat, because as you run, you go, you can go into cloak mode and they won't be able to track you as easily. Like sometimes they'll even be shooting in your last known position. And it's a good way to uh, flank, uh, particularly if you're dealing with a 
multiple enemies is a good way to flank them and uh, get the drop on them again. So that's pretty cool. It is very... It's a, it's a very strange FPS because the game feels like it was just that it was never intended to be played on a console, but it still plays very well. If you ever play Fear using a controller, it's 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 terrible. It, it, it I mean it's absolutely horrible. You have you have you'd probably have to to spend time diddling and twiddling with the sensitivities and all this stuff it's it's not good this game has those same sliders that you can move around if you really want to to waste time and do that i found that the standard settings are very good you cannot aim down sights with your weapons that is the one thing that really started to to uh that really kind of took me by surprise everything that you can do at least as far as i have opened as i've opened up in the game is through your on-screen uh your on-screen reticle that's what that's where you aim there is no i mean there's what would you call it there's uh recoil at play but it it's not a whole lot it it's almost it's almost uh, negligible really mm. wherever that reticle is is where your bullets are going to land and um i thought i wouldn't really get the hang of it but you it, it really it really flows well uh not using the not using the iron sights or your or a scope now I had now I don't know if there's like um, sniper sniper weapons that you get access to later on in the game. I'm only I only got past the um, tutorial stage. Story is wafer thin. It's like <laughs> I don't even know why. Yeah, I don't even know why this dude has the powers he has. And when the game starts, you're in this prison somewhere. It seems to suggest there has been a nuclear catastrophe that has taken place. But once you get busted out of the prison, you're flying over at an an island that doesn't look all like it. It it the environment is awfully clear to have been through an atomic holocaust. I'll say that. So. I don't even know what's going on. I don't know why you don't, there's no, they don't tell you why you were in prison to begin with. All you know is that you're supposed to be getting revenge on some dude and this organization that bailed, that bailed you out. They want revenge on this dude's organization for reasons unknown. So up to this point. So basically you're just, working for them now so you go you you have a a correspondent that gives you missions and you go out you know and do all that i haven't done any of the missions for them yet i just literally got broken out and dropped off on the island and (laughs) that's kind of where it is where it is 
But from a gameplay perspective, it's very fun. It's very fast-paced. Uh, you do have to use your skills effectively. Bullet time management is critical. Uh, once, the, once your bullet time uh, expires, it will start to recharge on its own. And I don't know if you'll be able to adjust or uh, using skill trees be able to adjust stuff like that or not but um the the game itself is pretty dope it is definitely a double a game i got this for i got it i got it at target when they were doing that 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 big their their annual black friday gaming blowout so it was one of the games i got through that but it's pretty fun um other game i've been playing is is robocop and um, I'm having I'm having fun with Robocop. Robocop does do, does do something that is kind of frustrating where if there is a critical item that you need to continue the progress and that item can show up in one of two places, if you don't find the second place where that item can, will generate from it won't show up in the first place and if you can't find the second place then you're going to be stuck in that area for forever and and this is what i'm talking about so there's this side mission it's not even a primary mission it's a side mission where these um <laughs> this is actually kind of funny it's people <laughs> people who had extensive criminal records thought it would be a good idea to take over the courthouse the detroit courthouse Mm. uh thinking that it would be the best the way to get their criminal records expunged i mean (laughs) right maybe you never never know it is it is something that you would expect to take place in the world of robocop i tell you this game if you if you if a licensed property can could be judged on its um, adherence to the lore or to the to the source material, RoboCop would get A pluses across the board because wow. there is nothing that takes place in this game that you would not to you would that you would not expect to not happen in the world of robocop 19 early early 90s like well even though that movie came out in the 80s this futuristic 90s forward-looking crime has taken over these this large metropolitan area I mean, you would expect stuff like this to happen if you if you watched a RoboCop movie. I mean, the the, the adherence to the to the source material is absolutely brilliant. But anyway, these guys decided they're going to, <laughs> because they can't find jobs or something. They, they say why they did it. I just can't remember. It was something stupid, and hmm. they take over the courthouse. So you go in. And of course, they all come out using, you know, guns blazing. Uh, now, the fact that they have criminal records and still have firearms—that's a whole other—that's a whole other thing. But they come out and you start you start clearing them out. 
and but there's this one section in a corner that is basically like a is literally a men's room and if you don't if you don't know where it is because i didn't know where it is it, it, it you are likely not going to see it your first time into uh taking on this 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 side mission so like i cleared everybody out i found i found the second entrance to the only open courtroom because all the courtrooms, you know, OCP runs everything. So there's these OCP systems that have these metal doors that have locked everything down. Um, you go, you go in through a, an upper entrance into the only open courtroom that you can get into, and you clear everybody out. And the map says that there's something you need from that courtroom, and it's like, well, no, there isn't, because I've been through there. So I was thinking the game had glitched, and for me. Uh, as a console player, the unforgivable sin is to have a needed artifact not generate in a console game and you literally not be able to continue forward. That that is like that is like the unforgivable sin. So I was I deleted it and rest and reinstalled it, thinking that that might correct correct it as like sin play got through that section again. I didn't have to I didn't have to restart from the beginning because this game saves your progress data as separate from the game data, thankfully. Um, and so I was like, I got to the, that same section. It's like, why can't, why can't I get this stupid OCP card? So I went to the YouTubes and you like the first three videos I watched had the OCP card where the map was saying it was there was this card that was on in this courtroom by what looks like the court reporter's desk it's like well i've been in there i killed everybody it's not there what the, what the heck's going on so i went scrolled a little bit further and one of the videos shows the other location for the key and I was like, okay, let me see this. And it was in that men's room that I mentioned. You killed the two dudes hanging out in the men, men's room, and you break through this this wall that takes you into another courtroom. And if you cleared everybody out where the where the map is telling you that the card is supposed to be, then the card is going to be in that courtroom through the men's room. And I was like, okay, this, this, this is dumb. That, that, that is dumb. It's like, if something is supposed to be at a, in an area, then it should just be in the area. I, I, I've, I've played games before where stuff like this has happened. I didn't like it then. And I didn't like it in, in this game. Cause uh, I was seriously thinking about like just straight up deleting this game and selling it on eBay or something because I was just getting frustrated because I couldn't find this damn pass key card. But I found it and was able to continue on and and for the most part I I'm still in, I'm definitely still enjoying the game. Uh, the only thing that is a little bit odd, and I guess I understand why they did it, but it's still kind of weird is that Robocop is known for his like triple shot semi, you know, auto pistol. Right. And it really should be the strongest weapon in the game. 
because in the movies, this thing's shooting through walls and, you know, ricocheting rounds, you know, around corners and doing all this stuff. And it, you can do that in the game, which is pretty dope, but it's does it 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 seems like uh, when you're using the auto pistol, it targets are a little bit mushy while picking up the you know the weapons that the, the that the enemies use, you know you're you're making short work of them like like super quick, like grabbing a nine millimeter, you know, regular handgun and you're just dropping fools left and right. And you're grabbing the Uzi and you're just lighting fools up. And it's like, well, the, not really. I kind of wish, I kind of wish they, they gave the, the uh, Robocop's pistol that same, uh, that, that same power. But what you can do is you can upgrade it. And you find these OCP modules, you know, around and uh, in the different environments and you attach them and you can activate certain abilities like on the, the one on that abilities that I have. I have increased uh, gore, which allows you to, like, shoot people's arms off and shoot people's hands off, wow. uh, which is like it, it, I, it really doesn't do anything other than the fact it looks cool. <laughs> it, I mean, it doesn't really, it, you know, it is pretty dope when you shoot some dude's hand off and, you know, he's like bleeding to death. Uh, it, it appeals to the, uh, the saddest, the saddest side of my, my, my gaming personality. But, um, and I also have uh, increased, uh is it, I think it's critical damage, which critical damage is in bullet time, which you cannot really activate on your own. It's when you're doing a breach. So when you breach through a, a, a wall or a door, it goes into a bullet time and everything, every hit you land is critical. So when you do that with the auto pistol and, you know, fools drop like flies, but Sometimes the enemies can be a little bullet spongy using the auto pistol. I wish that that wasn't the case, but I mean I'm having a I'm having a blast with the game. Uh, the Ed 209 battle I still think can can go die in a fire. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was super lame, but it, it's it's it was fun. It, it's a fun game. Definitely worth the what is that thing? Thirty bucks I got it for. Uh, is definitely worth 30 bucks if you have any kind of uh, affinity for robocop it's a must get because you will not find a game that is more truer to a source material <laughs> a licensed game rather that is more truer to its source material than than robocop because it, it is like straight up i mean without this was done by people that love the franchise and it shows. So I, I, I definitely got to give them props for that. And uh, the last game I'll talk about um, is um, Tales of Arise because that's I've kind of made that my primary game that I'm working through right now. And Tales of Arise is a crap ton of fun. It is... It is a slow burn that first hour, that first maybe hour to 90 minutes is a little bit slow. 
I because at during that time you really you really don't start caring about the characters until uh, the poop hits the fan, uh, so to speak. The, the and basically the whole context of the game is the um, the this race of people called the Renans. I'm probably mispronouncing these these names and the and the the Renans and the the another group of people that starts with a D, I believe. Uh, the Renans are enslaving these people, and they enslave them because they are born with this stone in their in their hands that allows them to harvest uh, astral energy. And the Renans use the that energy to like power their whole society, and it's a source of status and people that can that can harv that have harvested more astral energy for themselves have higher status in in uh, in uh, Renan society, and they just uh, completely and and totally abuse the. Uh, um the drennan is renin drennan i'm that's the drennan is the wrong name but since i can't exactly remember the name of the enslaved uh populace i'll just call them drennan just to keep things simple and the drennans it's drilled into them that their whole reason for living is to serve the renins and your character um iron mask because he doesn't he has of course typical animatro he has amnesia and he doesn't know who he is, but he has this ability to uh, draw the uh, it's basically a sword made out of flame that burns everybody to a crisp that touches it except for him. So he's able to harvest it, but he can't control it. And that's when um, this Renan woman who is escaping her trying to escape her own people. Uh, for reasons that she has not yet fully disclosed, um, gets involved in a Drennan uprising, and uh, she's freed during that uprising. And so while the Renans are trying to put down uh, the slave revolt, they're also trying to capture her, and she meets up with the main protagonist, and it's discovered that she can uh store she can take the sword and store it within herself and her she they they it's basically her uh magic storage box for lack of a better uh for lack of a better word and she can also regulate the sword's power so it doesn't consume um it doesn't consume iron mask and uh, it basically allows him to use that sword much more effectively. And that's why that's how they wind up working together. So, like I said, the 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 pace of it was really slow that first 90 minutes. And I was all, almost thinking that I wasn't going to stick through it. But I'm, I'm glad I did, because after the first boss fight, which was really epic. Um it really it really picked up so typical rpg stuff you can uh there there is like a a cooking thing that you can do that gives you uh buffs 
that it, that will that lasts a long time surprisingly and the cooking is very easy it's just whatever you you find these recipes and you're always picking up stuff so it's not like you're going to be you're going to really have to struggle to find stuff to uh to fulfill these different recipes and you're always finding recipes which is really cool uh, there's a weapons upgrade system, the stuff, you know, again, the junk that you find in the field, you take it to the blacksmith and he'll forge better core weapons for you because they're flame. You don't use your flame sword all the time. Uh, but what you can do is that, and this is pretty dope is you can enter in, inject flame, the flame swords usage in combos like if you're like you might do like land three regular hits and then hit your uh your sword arc button and hold it and that will activate uh the flame sword and it will perform like one strike and uh that one strike might have an effect like it'll take down all flying enemies or another strike might uh, hit multiple enemies in a you know 360 degrees around you or like an area of effect attack and it's pretty cool it, it, it's actually very dope the way they've implemented it and of course there are team attacks and there are uh, critical strikes that you can land there are critical team strikes i mean there's a whole the, the combat is very meaty and i really enjoy that about the game so Right now, Maybe. it's just the, the two characters that are in my party, but I think you get three or four more uh, during the course of the during the course of the adventure, I think. But, Very cheap uh, game, so if anyone out there is interested, I mean, you could practically pick this up for five, ten bucks in places. Yeah, so. yeah it, it's, it's very good. Um, when I bought it, I bought it when it was uh, when it first came out. So I played. If I didn't pay full price, I paid close to full price for it. But even at that, it, it it's worth it. It it, it looks like it's going to be a really good uh, adventure game. And uh, that's really that's really all I've been playing. Uh, again, most of my time has just been trying to get better. So. That's going to move us to our next topic on the docket, which is going to be our vessel line. So, Dez, you got the mic, bro. All righty. So thank you, everyone, for taking the time to come in and, and, and talk about our vessel line Um uh, with us we always love to hear back from our listeners and um if you have a question that you'd like for us to um to ask during our main event please let us know as you know the vessel line is usually uh our, our time for our listeners to uh give us feedback on one of the questions that we've spoken about during our um during our main event so if you have any questions that you'd like to hear us answer or the community answer Please let us know. But for the main event question that was ha- that happened on episode um, uh, for the for our last episode, and what we're continuing to talk about is the um, the favorite. Uh, what is your favorite games you've played this far? And that is games, not just game, but games. So this is basically like, what are your, your top three games uh, of of twenty twenty three? Like these are the games that you just you know played a lot of. 
Um, and they don't have to be new games. They can be games, you know, as, as, as far back as from the Atari 2600 or the new Avatar game. You know, all choices are welcome. And uh, we spoke about this a little bit, but we said that we would finalize our picks for the top three games um, on this episode. But before we start, I wanted to say that uh, we have two listeners who gave us some reactions. First one being from John B2, who says... Last year, I beat a ton of games, but this year I got pulled in some, into some big ones. Monster Hunter Rise on the PlayStation dominated the first part of the year and was just as awesome as before, especially since I played more multiplayer with you all, which, yeah, we really enjoyed playing Monster Hunter with you as well. Um, if it's not World's Rise, then we cannot wait for the next one. The other big games were Tears of the Kingdom and Baldur's Gate 3. Both are fantastic. And finally, there was the... Finally, there was the amazing Division Two, which I finally played in 2023. What a game! Yes, indeed, I agree. indeed. Yeah, and we would love for you to come back. That way, I don't have to play anymore. Just kidding, just kidding. That's great. <laughs> um, come on back, John. And uh, we need we need a fourth for our our clan. We started a clan on Division Two, so we need a fourth in order to get the super duper, you know, awesome stuff for the clan. So. If I love you're that you're, you're the commander of the clan, but I'm the one that plays the most. I just love. Yeah, that. hey, I, hey, I, I, ironic. I made you. I made you a general. You know. Yeah, I so, know. I know. So but, you're, uh, you're you're one of the people. So so speaking about uh, Division Two and games of the year, Joe, what's your game of the year? I'm sure Division's on that list, right, buddy? Uh, yeah. Uh, let's <laughs> talk yeah. about kind of some honorary mentions as well. So, of course, uh, just looking at the games I have played this year, obviously, uh, it's been kind of a, a meaty type of, of year where I've just been concentrating on just a lot of just mainline games if need be on there. So I know on next year I want to make a little bit more of a variety and play a, a, a varied amount of games. If need be, you know, because it just seems like I just went from like one tent pole to the next and went back to old tent poles, if you could really consider that. So um, so my honorary mentions probably this year are going to be like, you know, Dave the Diver, which I dabbled in a little bit on my Steam Deck. I enjoyed what I played so far, but uh, kind of took a backseat a bit on there um as far as what i played on the switch you know it's just dabbling in some old games uh dragon quest one specifically on there but uh you know i think another honorary mention i did start uh, fantasy star online 2 new genesis at the beginning of the year you know even though we played a lot on xbox if need be uh, we definitely got into that i would actually kind of welcome going back to that but you know it's just there's too many just like you know, you can maintain so many characters so much and maintain so many games and going back to things and so on and so forth. So, but I would have to say my number three this year is going to be Diablo four. Uh, yeah. And pretty much I played quite a bit of Diablo four in the summer once it came out on there. I believe I played a little over a hundred hours um, based on my PlayStation clock on there and even though you know i kind of peeled off i didn't beat the game um you know it's something i i've kind of been thinking about going back to and and starting a new character and maybe uh see when the next season starts and go from there but uh you know for a while there i was just uh, in it to win it with diablo 4 and so you know it's definitely something that that even though you know it was a lot of disappointing to a lot of people you know i would 
I don't know. I don't know if I would say I was disappointed more like, you know, it's just maybe it was just me, but I know a lot of other people kind of felt the same way, too. I don't know how you felt, Des, as far as Diablo 4 is concerned. No, I didn't feel disappointed. I felt like it reached its natural conclusion. And I think that's what people are probably having a problem with. Games can reach a natural conclusion and you can say goodbye to them. That's the thing. But no, every game has to be a service now and you have to kind of feel like you need to go back to it for some reason. You know, and I think Diablo, it ended and there really is no reason for seasons or anything like that for me. That's why that's why I'm not going back to it. You know, I really enjoy what I played of it. I thought it was a great game. It's on my list as well. But there's no need for me to go back to it in 2024. So unless they release a DLC or something, but this whole thing about seasons and stuff like that. Nah, I'm good. Got it. Okay, and uh, my number two is actually going to be, you know, the said game, my obsession as of late, uh, Tom Clancy's The Division 2. And it seems like, you know, since I kind of dived back into The Division by playing Division 1 on Xbox, um, I was playing both at the same time. I was like kind of because I know John BT was hopping in and checking out Division 2 because I was playing Division 1 on Xbox. And so... Uh, looking at my Xbox wrap-up for the year, I mean, literally, that's my main game I played on Xbox this year. So I almost would say Division 1 and 2 have almost shared uh, the crown for my uh, second, you know, number two of the year because I played a little bit over 122 hours of Division 1, wow. beat the campaign, got a little bit into the, um, you know, in game with that as far as stuff I never really dabbled with before, but... Given the fact that uh, people were playing multiplayer on Division 2, that's what prompted me to get back into Division 2, and boy, did I ever get back into it. So, you know, and beating the game again to experience the game, like, you know, because back when I played this, it was like years ago. I mean, so it's just uh, kind of felt good to get back to those same, uh, you know, mechanics and, uh, you know, the whole specializations and you know even though you know you know you're getting the same experience again it kind of was still fresh i I had enough of time from the last time i played the game to be able to have it kind of stand out to me as being something that i I really enjoyed to dive back into on there so yeah i don't know how you feel about division two i know it's probably in your honorary mentions right des uh you have to wait and see all right good deal but uh you know, my number one probably is without a doubt going to be Monster Hunter Rise on PlayStation on here. So for the yeah. beginning portion of the year, this game was just end all be all as far as what we were doing as a group, as a community, you know, me, you, Des, you know, Kev, of course, John BT and others that we're playing with, Christian. On there, you know, my time clock on Monster Hunter Rise on PlayStation. All together this year, I played uh, 278 hours on That's that wild. game. And so, yeah, it definitely was something to where it was for the first half of the year, kind of our thing to talk about and the thing that kind of progressed and from there. And so since it came out, I mean, we're looking at, you know, where... I've logged in numerous hours for that quite a bit of time, and I definitely enjoyed what I played. I kind of yearned to go back to finish Sunbreak because I think out of the three of us, only Kev finished it. And, uh, 
kind of wish I didn't peter out, but you know, hey, all things change, you know, things kind of go from there, but I definitely got my value from it. I could tell you that right now. So, and uh, I definitely felt the experience on PlayStation on the, on the actual true generation console, a uh, current generation console was uh, definitely better than the experience I had on switch. I had to hate to say it. So. No, I don't think you'd hate to say it. It's, it was good. Yeah. I mean, I, enjoy, I enjoyed playing rise back on the switch, but it just seems like after we beat the main campaign and after Sunbreak came out, it's like, you know, I didn't want to have to go back to the game. I wouldn't, wasn't continuing to play the game. We had a little break between Rise and Sunbreak, and that's why Sunbreak never really got uh, kind of any momentum uh, when it initially came out on the Switch. So, so those are my uh, you know games of the year this year. So, what I'm looking forward and we'll probably talk about next episode is what we want to do for 2024, and I definitely have a lot of different games here I can play, and uh, I want to have a different breadth of experiences uh, for gaming for me for 2024, because I'll also be able to describe and experience those games with you on pod as well. So, you know, that's the thing I, uh, listening to other podcasts, you know, they're talking about different games, talk about obviously the new greatest shiny, but at the same time, you know, it might be good for me to like, you know, cover some like hidden gem or something like that to talk about on the show as well and experience for myself. So, so that's definitely something I'm looking at as part of my gaming goals for 2024. So I think it's a great idea. Yep. You know, leave Anthem alone. <laughs> leave that Anthem alone. Mm, I don't know. You know, you know me. I'm like, you know, I do. I do. Value, he says. But no, no, no value. No, it's it's there. And you got to play it before the servers get shut off. No, you know? you so. mm. no, you don't. Anyway, God uh, for punishment. <laughs> So another one of our longtime listeners, Goonie, has a very short and concise list. He says Baldur's Gate 3, Dave the Diver, Spider-Man 2, Halls of Torment, and Final Fantasy 16. Um, he said no particular order, but those are the games that he loved um, in 2023. So having said that, I can imagine that some of these are on your list, Kev. Uh, what have been... What were the top three games of on your list for 2023? So um, I'll probably, I'm going to say for, well, what do you call it? Uh, honorable mention, I'm going to say RoboCop. Just because of its adherence to the source material. I really enjoyed the RoboCop movies, and uh, this is pretty much like, like I said before, it's like playing the playing the game, playing the movie or elements of the movie. Uh, it's absolutely brilliant how uh, it, it's a love letter to the series and it shows. So it has plenty of flaws, but. Um, it's still, I think it's still worth playing, uh, particularly if you have a fondness for the movies. Uh, number three, I'm going to say is uh, Resident Evil 4 uh, remake. It's, and I need to get back to it, but the changes that they made 
the graphics are absolutely redunculous. The enemies are even more creepier than, you know, before. The, um, I guess the quality of life changes they made to the game are the controls, everything, even the uh, elements of the story I've noticed as early as I am in the game are different it's you're literally playing literally playing a new game i know a lot of people say that you know you can't have a remake be in be considered for a game of the year yeah. uh, when they're as good as this i disagree uh you definitely can have a remake be be up for game of the year because resident evil 4 definitely fits that bill and it's definitely a game I need to go back and finish. My number two is going to be Spider-Man 2. Uh, finished that game. Loved it. Um, again, this is another one of these games that I don't understand uh, the hate that it's getting. Um, you know, people think that Peter Parker's being replaced by Miles Morales and... I don't really see it. I see them giving, I actually kind of see them giving Peter. We're exploring more of Peter Parker outside of Spider-Man, you know, with the conclusion of this game. I won't say any more than that. I'll I'll just leave it at that. Um, I think there's some really intriguing uh, direction that they can take with the third game. Obviously, Peter is going to be returning in the next game, um, and I, I just don't see how you can be in fear of, oh my gosh, they're going to replace Peter Parker. But in comparison to the first game, mechanics are improved. The combat is even more fluid, more fun. Uh, and it, well, it's already been in 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 some of the uh, in some of the, com- in the commercials that the last commercials I've seen for the game, so I'll say it. Playing as Venom is a blast. It, it's <laughs> this guy needs his. They need to put him in his own game. There there has to be a Venom game coming up somewhere in it. In Insomniac's um, uh, future projects, it, I'm sure that it, that it is, but I mean, Venom is just freaking—he's brutal. Like in, in like in the takedowns that Miles and Peter do, even when even well, I won't, even when Peter's in is using the symbiote suit. I mean, he does some brutal stuff. But man, when you're using Venom, it's like Venom plays no games, bro. Mm, he, he plays he plays no games. It's like when you when you're when you when you're done playing as Venom, it's like okay, everybody's dead. <laughs> it's just mm. it's just it's just absolutely amazing. Um, but. Again, they improved on just about everything uh, that I would have wanted them to. The quote-unquote annoying parts of the stealth parts. There are still stealth parts, and I think the game could have been made without them. I would agree. 
but they put them in, but they made them so easy and made them actually almost uh, absurdly making you the the person the character that you're using uh, almost kind of ridiculously overpowered. That I don't mind doing it. It's it's actually kind of it's actually kind of fun. Uh, but I think Spider-Man 2 is a is a step up from the first game, and I can't wait to see what's in store for for the future for for Spider-Man 3. And of course, my number one is Final Fantasy 16. is also my favorite the my favorite game or best game I've ever played. It is usurped God Hand from that from that throne that it's had for. Gosh, a long almost time, two, almost 20 years. Um, uh, well, maybe a little bit longer than that. Um, yeah. So the mechanics, the combat, the story, the graphics, all of that is just is is compressed into what has been my most impressive gaming experience uh this year i have uh uh washed this game consistently in prior episodes of gaming vessels so i will not go too far into that but uh when when people say when people are are thinking that you know triple a gaming is lost its soul it's lost it's you know it's it's so bland it's so uh it's so rote it's so safe it's so this it's so that i think of i think of like the three games that i've mentioned and i just want to say what have you been playing you know uh i i don't i don't understand that i this this year has given me uh, not only some fantastic gaming experiences, it's also given me the game that I consider the best game I've ever played. So I do not understand uh, the bitter beer face that some people are having about the, the, the state of gaming right now. But again, Final Fantasy XVI... Um, the icons, the seeing those those summons uh, actually be playable elements in a Final Fantasy game were just absolutely breathtaking. And some of those fights were like 15, 20 minutes. And I, w- what would normally you would uh, you know what would normally make me think, man, this is just this this is taking a minute. I was glued to my seat and just lock. I I felt like I wasn't even blinking during those icon battles that I that I that I was taking that was taking place. Just absolutely phenomenal. If you haven't played it, you need to be playing it. Uh, you're not living your gamer life right if you have not played Final Fantasy 16. Um. Just an amazing, an amazing effort from Square Enix. Absolutely brilliant. So that is going to be my three. Cool. So for me, to be completely honest, and uh, my 
Uh, I have two honorable mentions. First honorable mention is going to be, yes, it will be um, Division 2. Say what you will about that game and going back to that game. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoy it. It's a fun game. Um, It was like, you know, saying hi to an old friend. I played that game a lot with Joe, and I really enjoyed it. It, It's it's a fun game. Uh, The cover mechanics, great. The shooting feels nice. The, uh, The use of the the um skills work um seamless seamless uh transition into into using your different skills just just a really solid solid game uh if you haven't played it definitely try it pick it up you're definitely going to enjoy it uh, if you play it second one and this is gonna probably rub a few people the wrong way but but i'm going to say a mobile game and that is marvel snap I'm a huge fan of card games, and this mobile game has has really stuck the landing for me. It is a fun game. Um, I'm I'm a Marvel fan. I'm a Marvel stan. I I I do that. I I stand Marvel every day, all day. Although I went and saw Aquaman yesterday, <laughs> it's not that bad. You should probably see it on a matinee. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I really enjoy it. Uh, you do. Uh, you just play matches with people. Um, the progression is is easy. You can pay money if you want. It. Again, it is a it is a it is a uh, card based digital card based service that you can you know pay money to be a part of. But but they do reward you rel- relatively well for not for not having to pay money. So uh, but it's a game and it's a card game. It's fun. I like the mathematics behind it and how the how all the cards and the locations go together so if you're looking for something nice little time waster on your phone marvel snap is a great one and it's a game so it counts so screw all (laughs) y'all and um so my number three my number three uh will have to be uh fairy fencer f advent divine force um i am what Event dark force event whatever that game (laughs) with the long ass last name um it's just a fun game. It it's like it, it's like half visual novel anime, uh, half you know RPG kind of game. Actually, it's more RPG than than visual novel. It's just some of the character conversations you know can be a bit long, but um, they're all funny. Like the whole the whole thing is funny. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It's got waifus. Um, the story is hilarious. The the comedy is hilarious. The uh, fighting is fast, it's quick, it's receptive. It's just a really, you know, fun little game. And I, if you haven't played it, you can get it on sale on PSN for like pennies, like it's like four ninety nine or something, you know. And it's and it's just fun. It's just if if you like any kind of silly anime, you know, and RPGs, you'll like this. It's fun, um, and just all the protagonists are likable some of them they're they're all likable assholes it's great um such a fun game so that's definitely my number three uh my number two would have to be baldur's gate three um i've been waiting for a game like this for a very long time the strategy rpg element of it is fantastic the character creation is is fantastic i think this is the only game that has and people might be angry, but I think this is the only game that has really taken a D&D property and made it like 
fantastic and made it feel like you're you're really playing a digital version of the of of dungeons and dragons you know it's lore it's setting i keep creating characters because i love everything that they've done for the characters even though you can only go up to level 13 i think it is um that's like enough just everything that they've done in the game and how you can play that game different ways is just just breathtaking it is it is such a fantastic game uh, i know it's not for everyone because the turn-based you know minutia can be a bit much for people and working with a party of four people you know can be can be too much for people and that's fine you know having that level of control might be too much um but i do want to experience its four-player mode so um it when we come back from our playstation vacation sorry our our xbox vacation i'm gonna call it a vacation i'm gonna try to you know be happy with what i'm doing um we gotta play some some multiplayer uh diablo uh, th- uh sorry multiplayer um Baldur's gate 3 i think you i think you will be fantastic i think you'll be fantastic and my game of the year, or the the, the 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 one game that I had a super amount of fun with, and and this might surprise a few people, it's it's a toss up. I have two. Uh, the first one being Monster Hunter Rise, because like Joe said, Monster Hunter is my game. I love Monster Hunter. I I breathe Monster Hunter. I love it to death. Um, I really felt that Nintendo either knew what they were doing or they're stupid or they're super smart, but releasing it on the Nintendo Switch and then re-releasing it got all these people to buy that game twice. I swear to you, it, they were they were marketing geniuses for doing that because it. I love the Switch. I think it's a fantastic system for certain games, and Monster Hunter Rise was just not the game that needed to be on there. It needed to be on the PlayStation. It needed to be on Xbox. It needed to be on a next gen system in order to really appreciate what they what they're trying to do what the team at cap the monster hunter team at capcom is trying to do and when it came to playstation i was like thank you finally and and it was just like it was just like coming home the second game um i'm gonna say is, is my my favorite is uh diablo uh diablo 4 i loved what i played of diablo 4 i thought the story was great um, I enjoyed everything that had to do with Lilith. I enjoyed the characters. Um, it was fun to play as a as a as a top town, you know, um, uh, was a third perspective or whatever it's called. I never remember what it's called. But anyway, that game was was great, you know, and playing it with Christian and playing it with Joe and running around and playing all the different stories and how you could do the stories differently and and how everything was intertwined together in the one seamless world. Just absolutely phenomenal. Great, great game. Um, and that's just it. It was a great game. I played it. I'd experienced it. And I don't need to go back for it. You know, if they made if they made a new um, DLC content for it, I would definitely go back and play that. But as it stands, I really enjoyed my time with it. And I don't need to go back to it. Um, but it definitely was a highlight and one of my favorite games of 2023 so um that was our uh our vessel our vessel line you know game of the year conversation uh when we come back after our week-long hiatus we will be talking about uh games that we're looking forward to in 2024 so 
we will be talking about that. We would love for you to give us some thoughts um, while we're away. Put them in our Discord. Uh, let us know your thoughts. Um, and we can mention those and ask questions and talk about that uh, when we come back. It'll kind of be like a uh, main event slash vessel line kind of combination because um, we really want to talk about uh, the games that we're really looking forward to because I really hope that 2024 keeps the trend of really good games. I really wish that Monster Hunter Wilds was coming out in 2024, but it definitely gives me something to look forward to in 2025. So, you know what follows, Desmond. It is the Jabroni Gaming News. All right, thank you, Des. You're welcome, Joe. Let's kind of talk a little bit uh, at the end of the year with some uh, news stories. Now, first thing we're going to talk about with not going in too much into detail is that Insomniac did have a uh, they had a breach, unfortunately. They got uh, kind of uh, hacked by a um, ransomware group, and they were basically threatening unless you know, they paid up to be able to release all these files and whatnot. And uh, guess what? They did not either pay up or if they did, uh, the ransomware group released all the information out then from there. So so there's a lot of information online. I know some press outlets decided not to discuss or talk about the information because, you know, this was, wasn't a per se leak. This was just information that was stolen. Yeah detailed and so you know we even kev talking about i hope there's a venom game coming out well you know if you really want to look at that you know you could probably find that online but we're not going to per se talk about all the nitty-gritty here because you know some of it might change for one um one thing that was kind of sad about is that there are some like vertical slices of the uh, upcoming Wolverine game, which is not supposed to come out for a number of years, actually out there in the wild. Like, you know, like it's supposed to be something of substance while it's still in the oven, you know, kind of thing. So, but the Insomniac did go and make a uh, kind of a statement um, online, basically saying that, um, that, about 98% of the data has been allegedly been released. I guess that they had a remaining 2% of uh, information that might have been sold by the ransomware group on here. But um, they did make a, a personal statement on Twitter saying that they're going to you know, keep on fighting the good fight and so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, they're still kind of reassessing what happened uh, with the data breach and whatnot. So, so, but, uh, you know, I've kind of feel for their employees because of the fact that their know, personal information relating to their personal information, like, uh, you know, social security numbers and other personal information, uh, like the voice actor for Spider-Man um, for Peter Parker uh, basically had like uh, personal information like his passport information and internal emails and so on and so forth. But uh, it's kind of rough to take a look at that, you know, and, uh, you know, I saw some news stories kind of spring up about it, talking about how, you know, like PlayStation's worried about Xbox and so on and so forth. But, you know, 
it kind of made me kind of throw a, a eyebrow to some of these outlets. I know some of these outlets do have a responsibility and they're just going to report on what's out there and so on and so forth. But uh, what's, what's your guys' take as far as some of this information being talked about and bandied about? I mean, would you consider this being different from the Xbox FTC leak? Uh, well, anytime you have anyone that that forcefully takes, you know, your your data and then tries to get money from you, it, yeah, that's not a good thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad they didn't pay them, and I'm glad that they said, you know, no, um, because it's it's like digital hostage, you know, a hostage situation, and they were blackmailing them. So I'm glad that they didn't they didn't pay them, you know, and 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 even though you know it was leaked. I don't think that this is something that they can't recover from. Um, and, and if anything, it will, it will change the game, hopefully make it better. Um, so, or, or at least different than what they were expecting, but no, I wouldn't, I, 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 when things like this are shared and, and done and then released out into the wild, I tend to try to not talk about it or, or, um, uh look at those leaks because it's just not it's not fair so i don't i don't really you know get into the minutia of that stuff yeah it's like okay you know it's out there i'm not going to you know do anything with it it's gross it's not cool what's your take kev um <clears throat> i th- I didn't. I haven't looked into any of any of the leaks, like gone out and seeking or the, the stolen information, rather. Oh, okay. Like seeking what was actually in there. I have heard from what other people have saying, have said, like people on PC are playing the cracked uh, Wolverine footage. Uh, I've heard that. Which is yeah, I've scummy. seen like one one screenshot, and it's I find it ironic that it was like they put it uh, into a particular container so you could play it on Xbox. <laughs> so if you have a developer mode on Xbox, you could actually That's play the, the Wolverine game on there. So yeah. it's probably the only way you'll be able to play it. On. They did that on purpose. Uh, yeah, uh, that's you know that's pretty scummy. So I really didn't. I have really haven't sought out any information about it. But it, it, it it's bad. It, this is not good. I you know you, you don't want to give in to people that do stuff like this. But I think this is just a. It is a byproduct or cost of doing business, unfortunately, in this digital and by the day growing more digital oriented world where, Mm -hmm. you know, people's personal information, people you work for have your personal information stored on what uh, you hope are secure servers. But I mean... When financial institutions get hacked, and they get hacked all the time, some of the hacks we hear about, some of the hacks we don't. Yep. Um, they get hacked all the time, and people's personal information gets leaked all the time. I've been a victim of, of uh, ID theft twice, and it's a pain in the ass to deal with. So, I don't know. People that do this are scum, 
and uh, when they find out who's responsible, I hope they I hope they spend a lot of time with a uh, bunk mate who's going to be very up close and personal with them. And uh, yeah, that's that's really all I have. That's really all I have yeah. to say. And Samiak did state their, their statement says uh, they thank you, thank everyone for the outpouring of compassion and unwavering support. Um, we've been both saddened and angered about the recent criminal attack on our studio and the emotional tolls taken on our dev team. Uh, we are aware that the stolen data includes personal information belonging to our employees, former employees, and independent contractors. It included early developmental details about Marvel's Wolverine for PlayStation 5. Uh, we continue working quickly to determine what data was impacted. So, and so they're just basically uh, thanking everyone for their support during this challenging time. So I got to pour one out for them if need be. So. All right. Uh, other news. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard, but the uh, PlayStation has been really been selling quite a bit of units. Uh, PlayStation 5, according to uh, at least research firm Ampere Analysis, stated that the PlayStation 5 has outsold Xbox Series X and S by almost three to one in 2023 on here. So uh, that. Sales of Sony console was up about 65% to 22.5 million units this year. In comparison, annual Xbox Series X and S sales have declined by 15% to 7.6 million, by, and the Switch fell by 18% to 16.4 million units. So it's still a lot of units, but I'll have to take a look. But, uh, you, know, you know, Sony did recently announce that uh, PlayStation 5 has sold 50 million consoles since launching in November 2020. On here, this is a little bit slower than PS4, but you know, given the COVID-related uh, supply issues, uh, I think Sony has uh, kind of moved above and beyond at least the last year. You know, no one's out hunting for a PlayStation 5 anymore. They're easily and readily available for everyone. So. So, and I, I don't know if Xbox in, in a way now has kind of reacted in a way, because I don't know if we talked about in the last few episodes, but there's been some ginormous, gigantic sales on the Series X and S on there. So the Series X got lowered down to uh, $349 at most retail outlets to me, which is like kind of crazy, even cheaper than what the PS5 was selling on a discount and then. Uh, the Series S got a significant discount at most retailers, and uh, Costco was blowing them out for $149. Which actually is not too—it's a good deal, I think. You know, especially if you just want to experience Game Pass and whatnot. But uh, you know, what do you guys think as far as the sales? Is just the, like the writing on the wall, at least as of oh, late? we already we already knew this was happening. I mean, this yeah. is this is all old data. They already knew this a long time ago. Yeah. Why do you think Phil was acting all that way, you know, and and saying all that stuff in the during the merger? This is all. This is not. This is not new news. Like this is this is just me saying, okay, you know, sorry. This is them saying, this is what's going on. You know, with with Xbox, because X, I told you before, Xbox is playing a different game than than what uh, Sony and PlayStation are doing. They're doing they're trying to do something different 
And I really hope that whatever they're doing starts to pay out or something because this trajectory they're on, if it doesn't start paying off dividends, it's going to kill them. It's going to kill that system. So and when Kevin was talking about last episode about being a um, being a new um, what was it? Uh, getting out of the console game and just being a service provider. I think that's going to be more than happen more than you think. So, so, probably happening sooner than you think. So yeah, I'd be yeah. when I'd be interested in knowing um, who is inst- who where these these cuts were instigated from because it, it's one thing if the manufacturer is is subsidizing these cuts, it's something else if the retailer is doing these cuts because they can't sell the merchandise otherwise. Mm. Yeah, otherwise yeah. you know and then they're starting to and they'd rather they want to do that instead of sending all this stuff back to the manufacturer uh, i'd really like to know who where where who is paying for these price cuts yeah i'm and, not sure that costco deal was kind of <coughs> nuts because you got a series s and a xbox wired controller with i mean wired headset which is normally a $50 headset for 150 bucks. So, mm-hmm. and literally when that went on sale, that, that thing sold out within a day, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. You know, you don't, when, you know, when people were saying, well, even though one is selling more than the other, doesn't mean the other system is doing badly. When you're getting outsold three to one, you're doing bad. So, I think we can we can we can move past the you know I don't even know what I don't know if it's trying to cope or or what but it's it's time to for them to do something uh that's going to allow them to compete in this console market if in fact that's what they want to do which I think is obviously they don't I think they'll always have a box on the market and i also think that's why they're going to transition to end this gen early um we already know what their future console plans looked like with regard to you know a a discless series x which should have been the only variant that they released it should have just been the x the s never should have been made but um, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if Microsoft starts. If you if you start hearing about Microsoft's next generation console sooner rather than later, because um, what what better way to get out of this three to one three to one three to one rut than to just in the generation early and just start the next generation much sooner than pot than you and you anticipated i i think that all depends on how far along in development that uh, hybrid console they're talking about is i don't think they're going to stray too far from their original their original program which is just to be a publisher I think they will keep a box on the market just because of, you know, the quote unquote ease of getting into Game Pass. But um, 
I think that hybrid console is probably going to hit the market sooner rather than later because I honestly don't see this this trend changing any times any any anytime soon. Um, and I think if they move to the next generation or the next gen console. And uh, just say, hey, you know, we, we're we're starting this next generation now, and and all look at all this stuff that it can do, and then begin the process for future support for it. If you've got a hybrid console, I'm thinking about uh, upgrading uh, firm a lot of uh, maybe more more um intense firmware updates you know you, you're you're not getting new hardware you're just getting really uh, uh intensive firmware updates to move the move the thing along you're probably and i'm just guessing at this stuff actually um, i have a news story talking about that now oh, yeah. my next thing so i don't know <laughs> if you want me to dive into that dive into it. it yeah let's go on ahead yeah, uh, Jeff Grubb of Giant Bomb and also a couple other other sources have revealed that Xbox, according to sources, will the next generation Xbox will be released in 2026, and will be powered by a Zen 5 CPU and not a Zen 6 CPU, as revealed in the FTC documents. On there, as the sixth iteration of the Zen architecture will not be ready by then on here um as far as people surmising why they're doing this is that they want to set the message for the next generation of consoles that it did just like it did when it released the xbox 360 early uh the hardware will be less powerful than the competition because obviously if way everything stands playstation will release the ps5 pro next year and the playstation 6 would not be available at that point in time in 2026 Mm. on here so and there's been also some illusions talking about the fact that they might leverage ai into this mix to be able to make the console more powerful even though in and of itself by itself that it's still going to be running off the zen 5 um amd chip versus the zen planned zen 6 that originally it was supposed to be the quote-unquote next-gen xbox on there so we'll have to see what everything is but uh, jeff grubb did in during his latest game mess um podcast slash you know vlog on here that um that they they basically have like they're gonna kind of do their own thing and they kind of described it kind of how nintendo kind of went off on their own way with the switch that uh, Xbox is going to look to kind of say, okay, we're not going to compete with PlayStation. We're going to kind of go and do our own thing. So, Okay, to that I have a question. Does Xbox have the content to really be able to do that? I don't th- I'm not sure. You know, maybe... I, I don't us, think they do. Yeah, waiting for all this, like, you know all these developers that they have purchased and kind of ramp up to be able to release a console in 2026, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not even talking about the, 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 when, when you, what Nintendo did, Nintendo has a specific library 
geared to a specific type of player, which now we know is there's tons of them out there. Mario, Zelda, Metroid. Uh, what's that one game where you, you know where you're just basically growing crops and putting furniture in your house? Uh, Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. They have games that have a legacy that goes back. Some of them go back decades, right? Going back to their first console, going back to the 8-bit Nintendo, right? They, They actually have the type of content where they can say, hey, instead of competing for this world's most powerful console nonsense and teraflops and gigabytes and 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 ssds and all this and all that we're going to focus on the cheapest hardware because our games aren't aren't that graphically intensive of course now they've gotten to the point where even the games that they're bringing out are suffering on the hardware which we've talked about before but nintendo has that has that catalog where they can do that Microsoft from the jump has been about from the first console more powerful than PS2 has a has a has a a hard drive so you can we're saving game like on a PC it's like a PC in a box right more graphically intensive than PlayStation 2 the whole thing that Xbox planted its flag on has been power that's what they floated on since they came into the industry. And now you're going to tell me that, well, now we're going to we're going to move on and we're going to do something different. We're going to we're we're going to uh, leverage uh, AI, which, uh, uh, you know, okay, I guess, but. You AI does a lot of weird stuff. Like I use AI in some of the stuff that I do, and if you don't cross-check that that what AI is putting out, your product is gonna come out weird. I mean, like really weird. So I don't know, man. It's this this what I can see is this next console and all of the all of the studios that Microsoft has picked up I can see Uncle Phil putting out an internal memo that is just kicking a whole lot of stuff that maybe not all but maybe say split it I'll be generous and say 70-30 70% of what you guys had planned for the series consoles we're kicking it over to this. We're going to we're going to go ahead and bring out 30% of what we had planned uh for this console coming up for you know during this console cycle, we're going to keep 30%. 70% is going on to this next thing. And I think what the hope is, is that if they put all future projects towards this hybrid console that they're going to be putting out, that by the time it launches, that they will have Game Pass, will have a whole lot of games ready for it. 
Their studios will be cranking out games for it. In short, cutting the series lifespan short because you're getting you're getting you're getting you're getting blown out the water here. And they can say that they're not competing, but as long as you have a box on the market, you are competing. You know. So I think see if go from there. I mean, Elder Scrolls Six. You know, you figured they got other IP that they could get on the ready and kind of go from there and maybe get some momentum and work it from there. But you know, it's I can see Elder Scrolls being pushed to this next console. I was there's going to need to be a must-have app, a must-have game for this console. And I mean, I'm sure they could still say, well, you know, this well, your your series library is going to push forward into this next one. But I can see something like the next Elder Scrolls being pushed for this because there's got to be a hook to make you to make people want to go back and buy another console. Oh, another thing too that kind of showed up is Marvel's Blade is has a uh, timeline to come out in 2027 that the game is not even going to be out until 2027. So there you go. Yeah. Well, I don't. You know, Des is the is the the comic book person here, but I mean, is is Blade? a big enough name in the comics realm to garner a purchase of new hardware. Um, it really depends on the movie that's coming out and ties, uh, and that'll tie it to it. Um, and people are, people are expecting to see, because remember blade still carries a lot. The movie blade, the blade movie still carries a lot of, um, fond memories from people who, who saw those trailers, who saw that trilogy. So, so there is a lot of buzz about, about the new blade movie, but some of that buzz is not very good because of the, a lot of the rewrites that they're having to do and the shooting and the new shooting stuff. So, so yeah, um, well, yeah, they wanted know. to make it about his daughter or something about uh, something like that. It it's so like, silly. Yeah, it how was you going? Really, how you going to take Blade out of his own movie? Uh, yeah. that doesn't even make any sense. Exactly. So, so um, is Blade enough to kill people to to have people buy new hardware? I don't think so. Now, if it was Insomnia's Blade, maybe, but but no, I I, I would find it hard pressed. And, and the fact that it's coming out for um, Xbox, that might be a tough sell, buddy. And I mean, well, you know, it's it's. Uh, Another three hundred, four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars. Oh, I'll so you right soon now. after just dropping five <laughs> bills, yeah, just three years ago. Yeah, and to tell you right now, I am not gonna, I'm not gonna upgrade to this new Xbox unless they have, unless they have, unless all these people, all these studios that they've bought are firing on all cylinders. Like, you gotta give me something, you know. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, <laughs> you know. Now, if they had exclusive Call of Duty in the mix, then oh, all hands would be like off. But you know, no, shame on me. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but I I don't know if they're gonna have all that again. Yeah. Like you you were really you were really trying. I don't know. I don't think it's gonna be there. Personally, I don't think Xbox has has the the mojo to do all that or the or the juice to do all that. But you know what? It's a while. Twenty twenty six is a while away. So let's see. We'll see. 
All right. Other news this week, kind of round everything up for this episode. Um, there's a rumor right now about God of War, the original trilogy, getting uh, remastered uh, for the PlayStation 5. So um, kind of another thing that kind of got dropped, at least on a good old, you know, rumor meal. Um during good old Jeff Grubb, we continue to talk about Jeff Grubb. That uh, that the uh, first remaster of the first three God of Wars might be happening on there. So, you know, and if you want to go back to the OG God of War trilogy, I mean, that might be a great way to go and experience the titles. I just, I'm just want to see something new from Sony, though. I'm just tired of the, all these talks of remasters and whatnot, mm-hmm. you know. So. You know, if I want to go play God of War, guess what? I'll go and fire up my PS3. I mean, God, for God's sake, you know. So, I don't know how you guys feel about it. Are you? Would you look forward to going back to playing God of War on the current gen consoles? Or, I mean, you know? to me, it would depend on on how much of a remaster the remaster is. Yeah. Like if you if if the difference between if the remaster is going to be as significant as God of War 2018 was to say uh, God of War 3, then yeah, yeah, absolutely I would. Uh, But if it's going to be, you know, God of War Ragnarok with God of War 1, 2, and 3, eh, maybe, but, you know, I don't know. I really need to I would really need to know how in depth how how in depth that that was that's going to be um because you know that that jump from 3 to to God of War 2018 was yeah. just so massive it is literally they completely changed what God of War has always been, and it, it they struck gold with it. I don't know if that if that same thing can be applied to doing the yeah. first three games and just doing them in the 2018 started style. I don't know if that's really going to be enough. That's not in the cards, though. It looks like, according to the rumor, it's just a remaster and not a remake. So it'd okay, be just well, basically, it, kind of similar yeah. to like the Metal Gear Solid collection that just came out, or something similar of that nature. And well, if it's a remake, and then a, and you give it to me at a reasonable price, then yeah, sure, because I don't have a PS3 anymore. Yeah, um, I don't have a, a a domestic PS2 anymore, even. So I would be interested in in that, but I'm not going to pay, you know, brand new gaming prices for that. Yeah. So if you can give me that for maybe 30 bucks at most, uh, I'd be cool with that. Might but, be even something to throw on the service, God forbid, you know, you know, you put it as a game yeah. of the month, you know, something like that, you know. Yeah. I think they could go back and if they really wanted to bring God of War uh, the trilogy back they can bring back infamous they could bring back a number of different titles to be able to be playable on the uh you know playstation you know mm-hmm. uh, for current gen console please don't do owners. that so, but... not every game needs a remaster i'm sorry or a redo 
you know, that's I understand going back to the well is fun and all, but they don't need to do that. Don't please don't do that. <laughs> Just please don't do that. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'd I'd rather be spending my energy on new IP and new titles anyways. Thank you. Thank you. Like that's that's how I am too. Like please just give me just just give me something new, you know? It's okay. You know, you, you know, gotta you gotta worry about it. It's okay. You know, there's probably people playing on their Steam Deck right now anyway. Like, you know, I got my camera on, I'm showing I got God of War Saga over here with all five games on PlayStation three and it's like you know there's places to go play these games if need be and you know, if you can go and Buy a PS3 to your local retailer, like retro retailer for like, you know, pennies on the dollar and go experience the way it was back in the day, if need be. So. Yeah, do that. Save her, save, let's get some newness. Let's get, let's get the hot, the hotness, the new hotness out. Yeah. Please. Well, talk about remakes. Not talk about remasters. Sega has shared more information about their recently announced legacy franchise revivals. On here, including Crazy Taxi, Golden Axe, Jet Set Radio, Shinobi, and Streets of Rage. So um, they pretty much gave a little bit of more art and kind of talking about uh, the games and probably more just taking a look at the different art style and stuff. Golden Axe looks kind of uh, crazy on here. So, and looking at the key art and everything, I can't really, you know, obviously describe to you over. This podcast, as far as what it looks like, but uh, uh, Golden Axe definitely has more of a cartoony style than uh, what it looks like a good reimagining and whatnot. Um, uh, they said Jet Set Radio Future is going to be an open world game on there. So, according to the bylines, it says experience the rebellion movement that feels free in a suffocating society. So, so I don't know if they want to add more open world elements to jet set. I kind of almost wish they would keep it as almost like an arcade, like, you know, kind of Tony Hawk cell shaded mayhem, but we'll have to take a look at that. Um, Shinobi looks kind of crazy from the key art. It definitely has a very anime exaggerated art style too, that kind of similar to a vanillaware game. So we'll have to see where they take that, but you know, we, got to see some footage at the trailer at the game awards but it's just kind of cool to see the art involved i think shinobi looks pretty sharp on there and of course streets of rage was the last one that they announced and they're calling the um new streets of rage streets of rage revolution so and so according to the byline it says take control of one of the ex officers and make the city space where people no longer have to walk the streets of rage so i don't know what they're gonna kind of take in that so you know i don't know from the various screenshots that are shown that i'm i'm here for it i don't know what you guys feel from taking a look at some of the key art and taking a look we'll see what's being shown but uh it could be fun you know the um crazy taxi jet set shinobi streets of streets of rage i mean we just had a streets of rage um yeah streets of rage four four what was that three years ago yeah about three years ago which was excellent i still need to finish that game so i'm not i'm not really sure what 
what they can do, you know, a little bit differently other than because I'm looking at the key art for Streets of Rage. I see some dude in the foreground and it almost looks like he's coming into the action. So I don't know if they're if you're going to be dealing with enemies coming into the field of combat from different perspectives or maybe you're throwing people out kind of like like turtles in time back in the day um golden axe has me worried because that just looks like fortnite art to me i i'm i'm like yeah i i hope it's not fortnitey but when I see this dwarf and the chick with the act with the sword and or the axe or whatever, no, actually the dwarf has the axe, and the barbarian you. dude, it's like uh, that just says Fortnite to me. So I'm less in excited for that. But everything else looks pretty dope. Uh, Streets of Rage has me the most curious, though, because I'm interested in in the perspective that they chose for this. I'm assuming is like gameplay key art or what they're what they're aiming for. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like if you remember Contra from back in the day when it got went switched from the side scrolling uh, yeah level to like the one where you're dealing where your characters in the in the front and you're basically just kind of progressing forward so it's like it's like a belt scroller but it's like instead of moving from left to right you're moving moving from uh, from, the top on the top and that really doesn't work with a with a beat-em-up i i i don't see how that's going to work with a beat-em-up uh that works Uh, great with shooters but i don't know how that because you're going to have to you're going to really have to be able to clearly perceive uh, where your hit boxes are yeah. and your hurt boxes are. And that's a really difficult perspective. Just, you know, unless this is something that is that maybe you've got a weapon and you're hurling, I don't know, I see an explosion in that. Maybe you're hurling wep- uh, an explosive or you've got a weapon of some sort where you're taking fools out at range and maybe that's just a section that you do yeah if that's the case that is perfectly fine but i don't know there was an arcade game that played with that perspective that was a beat-em-up and i think it was like a it took play it was a period piece it was like you were in the 1920s and you were running around and you were punching people um and it sucked because the hit boxes were hard to to ascertain because again that perspective is just not really good for hand-to-hand combat um and also one of the um well one the the uh akari warriors three no four was it it wasn't it was more top down but it had a it was kind of wonky in ascertaining where the hit boxes were too so i still kind of i still hope that that's just a a, 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 a you know like a section that you do and you're just yeah so, uh, uh, that's what, what i'm kind of guessing too as well so yeah but uh, i'm pretty excited for this stuff i hope i am too i hope golden yeah. axe turns out good but that that art has me concerned 
I'm excited for all of it. I want to try it. Put in my veins, Sega. It's better than just Sega cranking out a bunch of Sonic and Yakuza games, you know. I know. Ugh. Well, yeah, I, I like Sonic Yakuza, Frontiers like was good. Yeah, yeah. nothing Sonic bad. Frontiers were good. What is good, and it was different for you know a, a 3D open world Sonic game. Is and I still need to finish that one too. Um, that was a really good. That was a really good effort. So I don't really mind them bringing old stuff to the forefront as long as it's stuff like that where they're pushing established franchises or old gameplay mechanics into new areas and new new areas new realms exploring new ways uh to exploit like like in frontiers sonic speed is still part of what he does right but you use his speed in different ways, particularly when you're taking on these giant bosses, and it's it's actually pretty brilliant the way they they pulled it off. Um, each boss is basically kind of like a Sonic level, and as you bounce and speed and run your way uh, towards the boss's weak point and hit it, it's it's basically like each boss is a is a sonic game unto it um, unto itself and is is really pretty pretty uh, ingenious the way they pulled it off so as long as they do stuff like that i'm good good deal okay one a couple last real quick mentions and we'll be done for the news for 2023 so uh, Sony did announce their uh, PlayStation Plus Essential games for um, PlayStation Plus for tw- uh, January 2024, and they kind of came with the the thunder this time. So they have a Plague Tale Requiem uh, for PS5, Evil West for PS5 and PS4, and then Nobody <sighs> Saves the World for PS5 and PS4. So you know, all three games are going to be offered, obviously, with the Essentials. So if you do have PlayStation Plus at some sort of tier, you will get all three games available in your service to be able to play. So so I think uh, after the last few months, like last month or, you know, this month right now, you could consider as like Lego 2K Drive Power Wash Simulator. Uh, it's been kind of been not so good as of late. So, hmm. so. Definitely take a look at that. And uh, last thing I want to mention is kind of kind of probably going to kill me a little bit inside during the month of Xbox. But uh, there's a big Grand Blue Fantasy kind of uh, end of year thing in Japan that they did announce a number of different characters for uh, Grand Blue Fantasy um, Rising uh, for the fighting game. But uh, the game that we've been played at PAX, me and Des played at PAX Grand Blue Fantasy Relink is going to get a um, playable demo for PS5 and PS4 in January 2024. So next month there will be a nice vertical slice of the game that you could check out on there. And uh, But the main game is coming out on February 1st, 2024. So it take us right out of the month of Xbox right into Grand Blue Fantasy Relink if need be so but cool. there is some bonus content if you play the demo in january once it's available so super excited huh aren't you jeff 
I don't know about you. I'm kind of eager beaver to give it a shot. I think all three of us uh, are looking forward to the game. So, I am. Yeah, it's a day one for me. Uh, yeah. So, while you guys are in exile, I'll be uh, checking out that. Wow. <laughs> I'll be. T- I'll actually be 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 playing some. Some good, well, you good know, games. you never know because you know we always say that game night we play what you guys want to play out there. So if, if you're looking nope. forward to the Grand nope. Fantasy Relink, no, oh man, so nope. you got to put out, put out a, put out a, a, a helpline. Is that what we're doing now? We're putting out helplines. No, nope, that's not how it works, Joe. <laughs> okay, not a lifeline. Works, <laughs> it's like to right, use buddy. my lifeline. Sorry, buddy. For this that is, month. <laughs> that's not how it works. It's always incognito mode. Ha ha. I mean, if you want to do that. Oh, so my you. gosh. I, I know. Not, you're going you're gonna to check my uh, trophy list. No, nope, so. I'm not going to do any of that. You're, you're a grown man. You can, you can either do this or you don't. So it's up to you. Oh, I will. Put this I, on yourself. Didn't nobody ask you guys. Exactly. Didn't nobody ask you. <laughs> but if you want to join me on this on this trip. Then. No, I definitely will. <laughs> there you go. I definitely will. I'm in. I'm in it to quote unquote Jeez. win it. So yeah, to just hush, mm. sit back, hush, hush. It, yes, accept it. You know, just just know that that hopefully you'll be better for it. Probably not, mm. but hey, you know. Mm. <laughs> and towards the end of the month, I mean, there's a ton of games coming out in late January. So see, look yeah. at you. We're super excited. We're like, ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> All right. Bless your little hearts. Um, <laughs> game right. night. Oh, were you, were you done with the news? Uh, I am done with the news. Yes. Okay. Game night takes place every Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. It's the day of the week we set aside to play games with our GV family. So whatever game, whatever console, whatever platform you have, uh, bring it to the table on our Discord server, and we will be more than happy to join you and play that game. It's it's time for us to catch up, hang out, and check in with everybody, see how everybody's doing. So if that sounds good to you, you're going to want to hit us up on our Discord server. And the way you do that is you log on to the app formerly known as Twitter, currently known as X. X, 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 X. <laughs> and you want to hit us and you want to go to at Gaming Vessels at G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S. Click the link in the bio and you're in the fam. So there's no Patreon tier list to pay for. There's no waiting waiting period to go through. We just ask that you be a good person, like talking about games. And I think you'll have a really fun time uh, on our com- on that community that we're trying to build over there. So hope to see you there. Uh, special kudos go out to uh, John BT and Goonie for participating in our Game of the Year question for the Vessel Line. So. Thank you. We all we encourage our listeners uh, to send us uh, responses to uh, our questions because it just helps to make the show a little bit more interactive, a little bit more fun. So uh, 
you guys, uh, you two are the uh, players of the players of the episode for your participation. We appreciate it. We definitely thank you for uh, being in our community and uh, participating in this week's episode. So thank you so much for that. And that's going to bring episode 233 to a close, the last gaming vessels for 2023. So we want to give you uh, give you big thanks for hanging out for with us this episode and for listening listening to us all year, if you have indeed been, been around uh, this long. And we appreciate you hanging out with us and taking part in the shenanigans that we put on every episode. So... For Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res lover. That's me. A.k.a. the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. that gamer step daddy. And for Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Send help, Xbox. No. She <laughs> might also know him as the Food Max of Gaming. I am Shonuff71, a.k.a. Digadulamite. Happy New Year, y'all. And we'll be back. We will be back next time. Episode two thirty four. New year for you for your ears. Peace. Have a happy twenty twenty four, y'all.